at least stop for a moment and do something or, or chat at the worst, but I yeah. should be fine. That is absolutely all right. So, shit, man, thanks for doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for uh, thanks for the invite. Glad you're interested. Yeah, it's no. There's gonna be a guy that was gonna do it, and he was like, "He's like, I can't do it today. I gotta pick up supplies." And I was like, "It was kind of, <laughs> it's kind of cryptic." And he was like, yeah. "He's yeah. in Southern California," and he was like, "Oh no, like coronavirus is like spreading here." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> so I googled it, and it's like U.S. like a, it's like evacuating like health clientele from Southern. I was like, "Wait, what?" So I was just like, you know, well, I'm on the East Coast, and uh, that's not uh, it's not my problem. So I was like, uh, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm just gonna unplug and uh, not look at that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, too much shit going on. I was like, yeah, I'll just yeah. blot that out. So, sure. um, <clears throat> why don't you uh, just introduce yourself and kind of say what you do? If uh, if you've watched any of the other episodes, not expecting that you have, I find people that are interesting that I want to bring on, and I try sure. not to look. Yep. I try to like get an idea of what they do, but then not look any deeper than that because I figure yeah. anyone who's listening to this, they didn't do research and they didn't prep questions. So I want it to be sort of vicarious, like people figure out yeah. through me. So go for it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I watched one of them. Um, yeah, no, and I think it's a great approach uh, just because it's like you were saying, you uh, you know, if you run into someone on the street, you know, or you're, at a restaurant wherever you know and you spark up a conversation with someone you don't know anything about yeah. them and that's that's the fun part of yeah. a conversation yes. you know is is learning it on the fly about somebody but um anyway yeah i uh, my name is bradley wenzel and uh i am a still in motion photographer uh predominantly uh, currently with uh, a lot of aviation based stuff um but uh background has been in a lot of um commercial portraits, stuff like that. So, uh, a lot of my career started out with, um, mostly people editorials, um, uh, which gradually kind of got into a little bit more commercial work. So was able to photograph quite a few athletes, Olympians, things like that. Um, slowly started getting into like a little bit of uh, celebrities, not, not anyone terribly too big or well-known, but probably some, to some people. Yeah. Uh, but uh yeah and then um yeah just kind of just kept moving forward and networking and meeting new people and new opportunities that i found interesting and um yeah and then uh in in the short span then i find myself in aviation which is totally different yeah <laughs> but it's awesome so yeah yeah, yeah I, I saw yeah the, so the picture i saw that made me want to ask you was what what is it is a I can never remember. Is it F eighty six? Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, have... so that was a F eighty six. Yeah, and that was I was actually from uh, last year, um, but uh, yeah, I, I just happened to be thumbing through my archives and came across that. I was like, oh yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, I forgot about that yeah. and thought I'd post it. And um, yeah, it was. Uh, we were just out. Uh, we had filmed a few things that day, uh, a Mustang and um, what did we do that day? I think we did. Uh, can't remember if that was. Anyway, at least a, a Mustang and uh, and that F eighty six, which was really cool. Yeah. Um, so that's a good time, and it's it's. Uh, I think it gave a good perspective on. I'm always trying to describe what it's like to be filming when a plane is coming that close or another aircraft's coming that close to you. And it's, it's neat because you just see the little tiny 
you know, bobbles and yeah. you can just tell somebody is, is at the controls, you know, yeah. it's, you see a plane flying by and it just seems like this just dead straight line yeah. and it's very methodical. Um, but when you're, when it's that close, you know, you see that it's, it's bumping through huh. the air. You, you can tell that they're correcting, you know, huh. all this stuff. And it's just kind of, and, and when you're going at the same pace, it just seems like it's just like a kite just flying right there. Oh yeah. I guess still, you know, Damn, Obviously, I, you can see the move, the ground moving, but the further away you get away from it, it just you know yeah. just seems like this little hovering craft, and it's it's kind of fun. That's yeah, man. That's a little out there. I hadn't I had never thought about that. Yeah, you see a plane, you see a, a plane in the sky, and it's you're right. It's just a beeline, just kind of yeah, abs- you know, kind of you abstract. Go to show and you just yeah. see something whipping past you, yeah. and you're like, oh, okay, cool. That yeah, thing's just like there's like a fight. Lock to yeah. a, there's a like fighter jet. A track, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when they get that close, you know, you just you like, see like, all right, there's there's wind, there's air going like, under these. Oh, things. There's, there's there's a dude behind there that like. Yeah. Whoa! All yeah. right, man. That, yeah, that's a little. Yeah. Damn. And. So yeah, I, I hope that video kind of conveyed that to people that it, you know it just gave a different perspective. You don't typically see. Yeah. You know stuff like that, um, or at least you you know if you do see stuff it tends to be even if it's kind of air to air like that you tend to see uh it being a little more polished you know that that you know you see uh commercial airline film or mm-hmm. or something like that you know and, and it is it's just you know the airliner's dead steady yeah and, you know or whatever it is and you're just kind of accustomed to that footage because everyone wants it to be polished and clean yeah. and that was just kind of it was it was a uh, a hot day so that causes a lot more uh air movement and pockets and things like that i didn't know that. and then uh, and then i was in a uh, b25 which is twin engine so that creates a lot of uh uh wind for the the plane behind you so yeah. that's also why it's bumping around and all that stuff so yeah it was just it was fun yeah that's yeah i, I was gonna say i guess if there's ever like a a photo shoot for commercial airliners like it's probably just that it this is pr this is you don't you yeah. don't want your you don't you know you're you're advertising your your you know your mammoth metal tube that's going to whisk you and your loved ones across the ocean you probably don't want to yeah. show it bobbing up and down you probably yeah. want to be yeah, like yeah. nope you know it's like yeah. it's like some soviet propaganda like strong it it you know yeah. it never yeah, wavers yeah. like something like that yeah, yeah i didn't yeah. think about that what was it like so, but what? So, what were you filming out of? Just uh, so we're filming out of a that time a B twenty five. Yeah, but um, like, where where um, are you on it? Yeah, and then uh, in that spot um, is the uh, rear tail gunner um, position. So we're um, obviously there's fake guns on that on old warbirds. You can't have real real uh, guns on there anymore. But, um, but yeah, attitude. so we can. You can either pop the window out of that, and then I can film directly out of that, unobstructed, no no plexiglass or anything in the way. Um, uh, yeah, so just filming out straight out of the back, which is always kind of a, a really unique um, position. Um, just you, typically, most people aren't getting a view of a plane coming right at them. Yeah. Um, and uh, now, since then, we've taken off the entire rear uh, gunner area of the the rear end of that so oh jesus um now it's just completely now i can just sit there and just be completely unobstructed um so i can look down i can look up side you know everything so you can get some you can get a lot of of positions just being in one spot yeah uh but you can also in that plane 
you can also uh, uh, move forward a little bit more and there's a port out of the side that you can open up so you can shoot directly from the side uh, to get a profile shot of a plane or down below at an angle just to get something a little different but yeah out of the rear end is, is definitely uh, definitely fun especially when it's just completely open and wide yeah. open it's yeah, I mean, I'm strapped in, obviously. Yeah. It's fun to just, you know, it's like you're standing on a cliff that's moving at a few hundred miles an hour. And nope. <laughs> nope. Right nope. I'll, 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 take the, I'll take the airliner that's going to never just smooth the ride. Yeah, dude. I'd, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can have soft drinks on it and, and not, yeah, yeah. And not see it bump for proof. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now yeah. have you ever have you ever thought about trying to like hitch a ride with like the blue angel? I mean, I say it like you can just, you know, put your thumb up, Hey, pick me. No, but like, but I know like you can, you can go for, I don't, I don't know if it's just the, the barrier to entry is just money, but like you can go for a ride with like fighter jets. Would that provide you yeah. with any better footage or is that just more of like a, it, it wouldn't really affect what you're doing. I guess for, um, I guess for still photography, it wouldn't, but for videography, it would. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's possible. I know they, obviously, they offer, I want to say rides, you know, to just kind of anyone mm-hmm. or the general public. But, you know, they do open it to civilians. Uh, but it usually has to be for some sort of, you know, it's usually for, for some sort of commercial purpose or, yeah. you know, to fulfill someone's kind of dream in kind of a, a different position. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely possible. Uh, that's one thing I'm kind of working on is to get kind of move into some modern military aircraft mm-hmm. or um or more commercial stuff i've got a little bit but um that's one thing i'm trying to work on is is just networking in that that kind of region to kind of yeah. get some more of that stuff because the, the the majority of the stuff that i shoot is for uh uh more warbird based so a lot of um just older military aircraft which are a blast and they're yeah. really unique a lot of history to them but yeah there's part of me that that loves uh you know a good modern the jet sleep, the <laughs> so. modern the f-22 the f-35 yeah yeah now yeah. now who do you who do you do these for or 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 the pictures like what's your website uh my website's my first and last name right. bradley okay. all right. uh the um majority of the stuff that i do is for um lewis air legends which is where I am the creative director. So oh, okay. um, that's the meat and potatoes of the work that I do. So I'm their in-house creative director, which lends me to being able to photograph and film as well, which is kind of rare as a creative director. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that's predominantly um, what I'm doing. But uh, yeah, there's bits and pieces that I do outside of work and um, you know take on stuff that's not aviation-based too, just yeah. for creativity purposes and whatnot. So. Yeah. I was gonna say, looking because I, I looked at the, the your website that you sent to me, and it's always kind of a trip seeing seeing like your photos of old aircraft because <clears throat> you think you for, at least for me you think old aircraft, but then it's sort of everything is with that time. You're seeing it, but you're seeing it from a 1940s grainy shot, sure. and like you know, yeah. Europe, Europe's on fire beneath it or something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you see an F-22 and an F-35, it's like, yeah, you expect it to always be like, you know, 4K because it's like those those exist now. Yeah. But seeing yeah. yours, it's kind of a weird, it's like when you see colorizations of uh, 
of old, yeah. of old yeah. videos or pictures. It, it sort of removes the barrier, the huge, you know, temporal barrier of that was forever ago when it's added color. It's, I mean, it's so stupid, but you add color and all of a sudden you're like, oh, they're just like us. And it's like, well, no shit, yeah. they always were. But yeah, yeah. Seeing, yeah, seeing your photos, super high resolution of just like bombers and, and old fighters, it's it's weird. Like, I don't know. And I, I mean that in the best way. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah I know what you're saying. Um, well, yeah, I mean, that's a lot of, that's what a lot of like filming and photography does is, you know, you, you get used to seeing, you know, movies just in general, you know, they seem surreal. They mm-hmm. seem, I don't want to say fake. They, yeah. they, they are, but not in the, in the negative sense, yeah. but, um, it's, it's removed a little bit from reality. So it doesn't seem, yeah. you know, like if you see a video with, you know, your iPhone that you take or something like that, it, it resonates with people a lot better given what it's, it, it was taken for, you know, people can relate to it a lot easier because they're like, Oh, well that's what it looks like when I I'm used to that format. Yeah. Or I'm used to that look. Um, you know, but yeah, then you see old photos from the forties and stuff that are, you know, they're grainy, they're, they're a little blurry or they're, you know, and they're black and white. Yeah. You know, that's not how we see the world. Um, so it, it, each of those things kind of removes, um, the reality from it. But yeah. So then when you see old, uh, you know, warbirds and vintage aircraft and stuff, clearly, yeah. and, and things like that now is, yeah, it's, it's different. It's kind of a little, it's a, head, little, it's a uh, head trip. Time warp, yeah, and head trip, you know, bringing yeah. something from the past into something modern. Yeah. What's weird is I didn't think about is that, like, there are definitely still World War II veterans alive, which means that this trippy yeah. thing I'm looking at, to them, it's like, yeah, that's what I saw. Like, that's yeah. not the images yeah. I look at, but it's like, that's what I saw. That's yeah. weird. Yeah. So there's, yeah, there's, there's not many uh, World War II vets not, alive. Not, not, no, not it's, it's dwindling. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm still in that like it's 2000. So I'm like 1945 was 55 years ago. I'm like 1980. Yeah. Dude, 1980 yeah. was 40 years ago. Like, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, if there's if there's anything you could uh, you could you could record any aircraft. Is there like a specific kind that you think would be more fun than others or is it all about where you're doing it? Is it like an F-22, like, you know, tearing through a canyon or like a B-2 Spirit, like 60,000 feet above the Arctic with enough payload to, you know, wipe out yeah. North America? Um, Not yeah, to, to I put think it in I... a completely sane way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. I don't think I have any particular aircraft that I'm that is like my my bucket list aircraft. You know, sure. I mean, like I said, I mean, there's definitely some out there. Uh, you know, F-22s, F-35s are, are awesome, yeah. and I'm sure I'll get some flack for you know some people in the aviation community yeah. that F-35 what? Yeah, you know, well, and just people too that you know hate when people are like all gung ho about you know F twenty twos and F thirty fives. You yeah, know, there's yeah. still some awesome stuff. Actually, I would I would love to photograph uh, the, uh, one of the A ten or hogs. Those things are pretty, yes, yes. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I'm I'm big on location. I think that's one thing that I would love to to focus on, which is no easy task because it's all about you know customers and where they're located and what they're looking to do and. And budgets and what they're looking to sure. push but um locations really set a tone um you know i'm based in texas and 
you know, the, the landscape here is not the greatest. Um, <laughs> for a lot of aerial type of work, it's pretty much just flat and bushes and yeah. stuff. So it doesn't always make for the greatest uh, of backdrops, but um, we're uh, hoping to do a lot of stuff this year that'll take us to quite a few places um, that should have some really good backdrops like Colorado and stuff. So um, be good to get some Rocky Mountains back there. But uh, uh, yeah, I think I'm more just focused on, I think you can take a, a uh, average aircraft, you know, that you see every day flying through the air, um, but put it in with a, a nice setting or a nice backdrop and yeah. it can just really make it pop. Yeah. Um, a uh, guy that I follow on uh, Instagram, posted some of just a general i think it was like a 182 cessna or something like that you know you're just average average plane yeah but it's on the coast of san diego and it was just like these beautiful cliffs during sunset with the ocean and it's like you know it just it just really helps frame the frame the plane so yeah. yeah now when you when you are there certain like locate like i i i've taught myself graphic design to an extent mm-hmm. Yeah. So like I see certain things and like instantly I'm like, oh, like I got an idea for like a piece I'm going to do. Like that's got to be that's going to be like like Elon Musk smoking pot with Joe Rogan. Like when I watched that, I remember watching that podcast and it in- instantly made me think of the Falcon Heavy rocket taking off. And so I made a piece oh. where it's him, but the blunt is the Falcon Heavy rocket and he's like blowing out the fire <laughs> from the. But there's certain things I see where like I don't I don't even think about it. I just. I see it and I'm like, there it is. That's the thing I'm doing. Is there is there anything that, like that with photography or videography? I don't even know if I'm using the right terminology. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It, um, you just see something, you're like, that, like location yeah, or, or, yeah. or or object or subject, whatever. Yeah, no, I, I think that uh, I think that comes with time. Um, you know, early early on in photography when I started, you know, it was a. a a struggle to see something like that's cool and then you'd photograph and be like wow that that's not cool <laughs> it doesn't you know it doesn't i was like how come i can't if, you know it, it's like when you see, you the see something of the moon person and in reality and it's just your, like your mind oh. takes you to a certain place and you you know you're able to have feelings and 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 see something and experience that yeah you know yeah. in reality and that's the hard part with photography is being in that moment and trying to capture not just the photo, but the feeling of sure. it and what it's like to be, you know, depending on, on the subject matter, yeah. whether it's photojournalism or you're doing something commercial. Um, but, you know, is, is trying to do that. So I think it's come with time um, being able to see something on the go and being able to snap a photo of it and being able to, um, you know, frame it to um uh no lighting especially you know and be like okay well the lighting's terrible right now it's probably not going to look great maybe if i'm able to come back to it a little later or something like that um you know and just be able to to compose an image you know on the fly Mm -hmm. and know that oh i'm i'm experiencing this right now let me try to capture this Um, in a way that if I post it and somebody sees it, they can get an idea. They can almost get the feeling of what it was like yeah. to be that and what I was thinking. So, um, but then, yeah, then there's other times where it's it's really methodical and it's really thought out yeah. about okay, this is what I want to do. Um, 
you know, so for like a lot of these, um, uh, you know, aircraft that I'm photographing, you know, we'll, we'll sit before we, we even go up because especially when there's multiple planes flying, um, you know, everyone needs to know what the plan is because although you're, you know, you're flying in formation, but you know, Hey, you know, we're going to do this. Uh, we're going to do that. And it's usually not on the go, but everyone's in radio contact, yeah. but typically we go up and we say, okay, these are the shots that we want. So what we're going to do is we're going to come up or, you know, you're going to come down here. We're going to, we're going to go left. We're going to do that. So on and so forth. Um, so it's really thought out. So especially in that has to be because, yeah. uh, you, you know, there's multiple people that are on the clock. There's yeah. lots of fuel, which is not cheap. Um, so it's trying to be as efficient as possible. Um, so say, yeah, it goes both ways. I was going to say, yeah, you don't want some, uh, XP 70 Valkyrie type shit going on. That yeah, was, yeah. That was a photo yeah, shoot that you could say, uh, didn't, didn't go too well, but, uh, for anyone that doesn't know, it was an experimental bomber in the 60s and they did a photo shoot and one of the uh, chase planes got sucked into a, I don't know what the correct terminology, I guess, I don't know, jet stream? Vortex. The, yeah, yeah, vortex. Yeah. yeah, the plane was huge and it got sucked in yeah. and it hit it and everything went down. Multiple people died and yeah. it basically led to the cancellation of the project. Was, I, don't, I don't know why I tried to make a joke out of that. It was not good. But, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> humor good yeah 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 uh yeah no i know what you mean yeah it's it's uh yeah you definitely you got to be careful you got to be methodical it's not it's not like you know going to shoot a landscape where you can just you know take your time do whatever you know there's a lot like a lot of prep that goes into it um you know for doing stuff like that so yeah yeah yeah, you got definitely got to remember that you're in a you're in a chunk of metal full of explosive fuel several miles yeah, in the yeah. air hurtling over the ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, not to elaborate too far onto, onto that, but yeah. So, you know, you can, you can, uh, be on the go, see something, snap a photo oh, yeah, and yeah. apply all of the, the stuff that you've learned and experienced, um, to be able to know that, okay, I see that that's cool. Let me snap it and I can get it. And, and it'll turn out, at least in my opinion, good. Yeah. Um, all the way to really planning stuff out, but then there's always the fun part of the accidental photographs. Yeah. The, the ones that you take that you know either, you know, in the moment you didn't see what you didn't have the vision for it, but still you got the photo, and then later on you come back to it and you're like, oh, that looks oh, that's that perfect. looks perfect. That looks a certain different way. Um, and it's it's also fun to go back to photos from, you know, years ago and that you haven't looked at in a long time. And then all of a sudden you look at it with many more years of experience under your belt, many more experiences. And, uh, then just completely look at a photo that you took years ago that you thought was eh at the time. But then you look and you're like, Oh, wait a second. I, you know, this is totally different. I'm seeing this totally different. And you know, you can process it and all of a sudden you've got something that's, new but it's you know seven eight nine ten years old yeah and uh that's that's always fun yeah yeah i've 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 had graphic design pieces where and i hate i hate to admit it but like some of the the best ones i've made are ones where like i wasn't trying to do something i like blended the wrong image or i like superimposed it and like one time i had this like i i was doing like da vinci's vitruvian man and I just like erased all of the ink and I just like synth- synthetically made like this parchment and I abs- accidentally 
blended it over and made it as like different. So everything was sort of inverted. And I remember yeah. like I hit, and this happens all the time. But like I hit the button, I was like, "What is that?" Like you see, and you're like, you're like, I couldn't have thought of that. Like my thoughts are way too simplistic. You put it up, and everyone's, like, "Oh, that's perfect." How'd you think of it? And like, of course, I'm not gonna, you know, shit on myself. So I'm like, well, you know, I was looking at it from this angle, like this angle. But that that's my ego saying, like, I can't admit that, like, I pressed a button and uh, this yeah. happened. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, yeah, same here. I mean, there's, yeah, <laughs> I, I equate it to uh, sometimes it's. Um, uh, you know, angles and, and cropping images a certain way. I mean, oh, yeah. there's, I just did one the other day that, you know, did this photo shoot of this uh, uh, bear Bearcat and shot some horizontal, shot some vertical, and just felt like, you know, that was, okay, that's how these were shot. And sometimes you just get kind of locked into um, a routine of like, okay, this is how this is shot. This is how this is shot. And, um you know, but then all of a sudden went back to him uh, a couple weeks later and, you know, saw the shot and I was like, oh, you know what, that might look kind of good vertical, even though I shot it horizontal and thankfully with, you know, quality of cameras and megapixels, you have the liberty to be able to exclude a lot of pixels and uh-huh. still have a, a resolution image. But I did it vertical and, and cropped it in a certain way and all of a sudden it just took on this whole different different look to it. And, um, you know, so sometimes it's, it's, it's experimental. Um, but you know, that's kind of one thing why I love social media, especially as a photographer and Instagram specifically, because it's so photo heavy, Uh um, that it's fun. Like, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll put stuff out there that I'm like, I'll be looking at something. I was like, Oh, I think this looks really cool. Then I'll throw it out there, but it's kind of an experiment all the time to be like, all right, do you, you know, uh, I can tell something's doing well if someone likes it based on, you know, the amount of people likes, especially comments, Uh you know, um, and uh but then other times like oh this looks really cool i think this looks neat and i'll throw it out there and it's yeah dude i i've I've done some of my photoshops i'll put i'll put like three days into it and i'll be like i'll be like this i'll be like this is it this thing's like you know hot off the presses like can't Uh wait to upload it no one really cares and then sometimes sometimes you you put up one that you're like i don't really like that when i put it up and everyone's like your best work yet and you're like yeah. you're like god damn it <laughs> you're like, yeah, it's, it's how it happens yeah that, um that's what i'm learning uh, this yeah it's, yeah it's uh it's fun but I've, I've tried to get better at as i'm processing some images i'll get to a point where i'm like okay i'm done but now i'm gonna walk away from this yeah for a bit before yeah. i post so especially right after a photo shoot especially you know, especially filming or photographing air to air will land. And you're just, at least me, like I'm always on the high, like it's, it's a blast yeah. to, oh, your for sure. pumping, I'm sure. you know, like, you know, hanging out or whether, you know, hanging out helicopters or planes or something like that. I mean, it's just a, a rush yeah. experience, not even just being able to photograph it, but dangling your feet out or whatever the case may <laughs> you know, whatever you're doing. Um, it's, it's an experience. And then, you take that adrenaline and that feeling right fresh from that you go edit your photos and you're like oh you just want to upload everything yeah yeah forgetting that nobody no nobody's heartbeat is up yeah like my you know and all that so <laughs> no, okay just nobody's dumped with adrenaline 
Yeah, you walk breathe, away, sleep on it, it, you know, do that at least later in the week and come back to it when, yeah. you know, I've got a resting heart rate yeah. and, and, and look at the photos and be like, okay, this one was just pumped up from a drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's but, like what you said earlier. You got to get which ones capture the feeling for people that weren't yeah. there. Because, I mean, yeah. I know I've done it a million times. Like I'll look on my external hard drives from like college and, you know, it's like pictures of me and my friends. And every once in a while, there'll be like a, a really shitty picture of the moon. And I'll be like, why do I have... Cause I'm not, I've never been a photographer, but I'll, I'll be like, you know what? I'm sure that I was looking at it and it was just one of those exactly. moons where you're like, yeah. you can reach out and touch it. And you're like, oh my God, yeah. I got to get a picture of this. You take yeah. a picture of it and you're like, uh, I mean, it, you know, kind of looks like someone yeah. dropped a little bit of like a white paint on a security camera. It's just fuzzy. Yeah. You're like, oh, uh-huh. and, but yeah. yeah, when you're right in that, it's so yeah, I'm sure that you have to you got to remove yourself from it because like you said you're coming out of that and yeah you're you're high as a kite you were just literally high as a kite but now you're figuratively high as a kite and you're like not everyone was there i dude i do that with podcasts i I mean granted i've only been doing this for seven weeks now but Mm -hmm. the conversations i have because like the first five conversations i just had to like i wanted to just get episodes up so i just had friends come on i was just like hey I, i just i need something to just so you know a point of nucleation to get around and once I started actually getting interest in cats like yourself, when I'm finished, I'm like, I, you know, I'll walk downstairs and I'll be like, that was the coolest one ever. And I'll be like, so, I was so amped up. I'll be like, no one else yeah. was there. They don't, they don't know. They don't know about it. And yeah, it's, no, I, I know what you're saying. If there is an equivalent, I know what you're saying. It's, yeah, you got to slow Absolutely. down. You got to, now is there, with, with, how much photo editing do you do or do, do photographers do in general? Or is that like too much of a blanket statement? Is it just because I don't create anything. I take stuff that exists. Great photographers like yourself that I love that because I'm oh, high resolution images like can manipulate. But like I like I couldn't, you know, I, I can't take a selfie. So is is that uh, it, it depends, uh, at least for myself. Um, I. I like to try to create images that are, uh, I try to complete an image that's as in camera as possible. Um, so even especially with lighting, if it's mm-hmm. not aviation or if it is plain or something like that, I'm using strokes and lighting and things like that. I try to, uh, whatever I'm photographing, I try to get it as close to a hundred percent as possible. Um, so typically, um, I'll photograph something and I'll bring it into my programs and it's usually at minimum, it's just the basics of, um, lens correction, color correction, uh, exposure, things like that. Um, just to get it to a point that Mm -hmm. is as kind of realistic as possible. Um, but then it also all depends on on what it was for if it's for a commercial client and they want a certain look Mm -hmm. then it may need more or it may need less Mm -hmm. um but you know then there's then there's other times where it's just personal stuff or the creative freedom here at work to be able to um you know just run with with a, a certain photo shoot and be able to do something totally different so i have some composites of uh, some aircraft that, um, you know, hopefully some people can't tell that's the point, but I never try to hide it. You know, yeah, yeah, it's a composite, but it's for a purpose. Like there's, uh, 
there's one aircraft. Um, it's a P-38 Lightning, and it's a Glacier Girl specifically. And uh, we photographed that here in Texas, but um, I did a composite of it over um, kind of some snow-capped mountains and stuff like that because it's uh, – the short story behind Glacier Girl was it was a plane back in World War II that left with a bunch of other planes to uh, fly over um, Greenland to make its way kind of through the back door to Europe. And on the way there, they ran into some trouble. They all had to emergency land on Greenland and where they basically got stranded. And uh, 50 years later, a number of expeditions went out to uh, try to recover those only to find out on the 13th expedition that uh, they found one and it was 268 feet now below ice. Holy so, shit. So uh, over a long period of time, 10 years to um, get down there and take it apart, lift it out, yeah. and then transport it back to the United States where it was then another 10 years of restoration. So with that story, that's why I put kind of the snow-capped mountains sure. in the back to sure. kind of put it with a story, you know, that, Hey, this isn't just a P 38. It's got a story behind uh-huh. it. And granted, you know, we, we don't have any snow capped mountains here in Texas. So, <laughs> so that took obviously a little bit more, not, not a ton, but a little bit more, um, work than just a basic photo. So, yeah. um, but, uh, yeah. And I mean, and then there's other times where I'll go a little bit further and just do something, um, that takes a lot of processing, a lot of extra, work um and things like that but the majority of the at least the aviation stuff i'm doing i usually like to try to just do it in camera that's where it is that's the location that's the lighting um as well as for my other work that's not aviation i always try to just keep it in camera as as best as possible yeah now so every once in a while i'll see an image on on uh on reddit and it's like to use the moon again but these are actually great pictures, not like mine. But it'll be like, hey, I made this image. It's, you know, whatever, 81 megapixels. And like, I get that. Okay, like awesome, huge file. But it's when it says it's like a composite of like 100,000 photos. What does that mean? Like what is that? Like, that to me, that's like black magic. It's yeah. like, what do you mean? It's 100,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, basically, it's just... Um... Well, it can mean a, a number of things, but in, in that scenario, when it's a composite of X amount of photos, um, uh, when you say that, I immediately think of uh, one of the, I think it's the largest tree in North America or something like that, uh, I think in Sequoia uh, National Park, and they were able to, for the first time, photograph the entire tree, but it was... I forget the number, but maybe 100 photos or something because it's so big mm-hmm. and it's not like you just have unobstructed view of this to be able to move back far enough to be able to do that. Yeah. So what they did was they basically started at the top or bottom and they took high resolution photos all the way up. Um, and then they, uh, merged those photos together and blotted out. So it looks like one kind of vertical uh-huh. panoramic. basically. Uh-huh. So see that that's one type of composite. Um, another com- type of composite is kind of the stuff that, I do with some of um, my images is taking two completely different photographs, like like Glacier Girl and that P thirty eight. I photographed the plane flying, uh, but then have a different photo of 
uh, you know, snow-capped mountains and stuff like that. And really, that one's really basic, but you still have to look at the lighting on the plane, um, the natural light that was actually yeah, hitting the yeah, plane, yeah. and then trying to um, get the best photo um, that aligns with where the sun was that day so that it all looks normal, yeah. so that it feels normal. Um, and then there's other types of composites where, you know, you see – uh, a person that looks like they're miniaturized sitting next to something that's, you know, small on their desktop. And uh-huh. that's just taking two totally different photos and making a composite out of it. So, yeah, yeah that's some surreal that's stuff. Work. Is, do you do, um, do you, is, do you do any drone photography or videography? Is, or is um, that like a whole different field or? Here and there. I mean, yeah, I have one. Um, I just look at drones as just being another tool mm-hmm. uh, i know there's people that just dedicated that's what they do and um uh yeah i mean you can definitely get some awesome stuff um but yeah it just kind of depends on on the job uh if it's somewhere where we just physically can't get and we need a photo of something um yeah we'll definitely utilize it i mean it's a great it's definitely a great tool to use um obviously there's lots of restrictions that come with that and yeah. areas where you can and cannot fly and, and all that. But, um, you know, we, uh, where I work, we, we have a number of aircraft that we shoot from some being fixed wings, some being helicopters. So we can pretty much get anywhere we need to. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, there's definitely times where, um, it's much more, uh, cost effective yeah. to just run a drone instead of a helicopter. Yeah. Um, so we'll do that, but, uh, it's pretty minimal on my end, but I definitely, depending on jobs, you know, where it's like, okay, we're, we're definitely going to need this. Um, we'll do it. But, uh, there's also the continuity factor of filming with a certain type of camera and then filming with a drone, uh, depending on the drone you have, um, it's like a DJI GoPro, something like that you're getting a, a different quality and that then takes a lot of effort to try to match those yeah. to try to look as similar as possible. Yeah. Um, that's, that's one of my pet peeves is you're watching a, a video or a film or something like that. And it just, you're like, the quality is just mismatched all over the place. You can tell when it's, when it's a, uh, a certain type of camera in a cockpit, you know, yeah. it just looks really homemade, but yeah. then it's matched with, you know, the cinematic camera, yeah. it just, it just <laughs> like, kind of, it's like a, a hitting a pothole when you're driving, you know? So it's like, um, it's, yeah, it's like an eight K, like an eight K stabilized camera. And then it jumps to like a flip phone, <laughs> like not quite, yeah, but like, yeah. um, yeah. So if obviously like you have to do it for work and you thoroughly enjoy your work, like, if 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 money wasn't an issue, like what would if like you didn't have to do it for anyone? Let's say you just Bill Gates is like, I love your work. Here's a billion dollars. Like peace, just whatever. Yeah. What would you photograph, or how would you, is there? Would it be aviation? Would it be pickles? I don't I don't know. Is it? Would it be? Yeah. Would um, it be all editing? Would it be? I want ballerinas on the moon, or would it be? Yeah. yeah it would be no, Um yeah, because I've definitely asked myself that, you know, over time. Yeah. Um, yeah, because that's kind of what at least someone like myself and I'm sure plenty of other photographers are like, how can I, how can I photograph what I want to photograph? Yeah. And obviously get paid, make a living out yeah, of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, 
I don't know. There's a there's a number of things. I mean, honestly, what I'm doing right now is is definitely at the top of that. That's cool. Uh, That's cool. You know, so I I I love what I do, um, and uh, really thankful and what I'm doing. And I know that there you know there's a lot of people that that would like to be doing what I'm doing, but it's, yeah. it's a very small niche community and world of photographers that get to do that. So, um, it's, it's awesome to be able to do that. I don't take it for granted. What? Um, but, uh, I, yeah, I mean, I think that, and then, or just, uh, um, I think just, uh, I mean, I always bring my camera with me kind of everywhere I go anyway, especially when I'm traveling or something. So that's always fun, just more of on a personal side yeah. of stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, shooting aircrafts, being up in other planes, shooting them is... Yeah, it's... What is that? Yeah. This is less of like a photography question, I guess, just more, almost more of like a, like a spiritual question. Like, so I graduated the University of Georgia in 2013, and mm-hmm. I... I dedicated my life to getting into medical school and I did it and I got into Miami. Awesome. I say it, I almost say it every podcast. Clearly I still have like a, uh, uh, <laughs> I still have like a, some complex with it. Like, but I got, sure, it was yeah. it, 15,000 students applied, a hundred got in and I was one. And that's like the proudest thing I've ever done. But yeah. I was really, really not happy. And through a whole series of life events that could take up a, a hundred podcasts, I decided not to do it. I decided not to go. I got accepted and decided not to go. And I've taught myself graphic design. But I've always, if you can't tell, I always love talking to people. Maybe I just like hearing myself talk. Who knows? Maybe this is all just an ego inflation. But the the primary thing, yeah, yeah. the the primary thing is I just want to, I just like, I want, it's not that, it's like I don't want, you know, a billion dollars. Any billionaires listening, I'll take the billion dollars. But it's not its not that. I just, to me, there's like this, it almost seems like this alchemical, like, holy grail of being able to do what you want. And are, are you still there? Okay, you're still, you froze up for a second. Um, to be yeah, able to. Yeah, yeah you froze for, yeah, yeah, okay. But to be able to do what you want and make money doing it. And obviously nothing is going to be like perfect every day. Even if you're. You know, even if you're Michael Jordan, there's so many days where you just don't want to do it. But I mean, someone like you, like I always ask people, you know, like that enjoy their work. And it always comes out as like, yeah, I enjoy it. Or like, hey, I don't hate it. And I'm like, okay, well, that's that's better than still a lot of jobs out there. But I mean, I mean, I saw one of your comments on Reddit. Where you're like, someone's like, what an awesome job. And it wasn't just like, oh, yeah, sure. I've been doing it forever. It was like, it is. And I don't take it for granted. And you just said it again. Where you're like, I, I'm so grateful for it. Like. What what is that? What was it like before you did that? Versus, yeah. you know, am I putting this thing on a pedestal and I, and I'll get it and it's like, yeah, the lust wears not lust the the luster wears off or is sure. it something yeah. where you're still like, dude, I I do what I love and I get yeah. paid yeah. for it. Um, yeah, because I, I mean I've been on the flip side of it. Yeah. You know, um, you know it's not like, I mean I yeah I mean getting to this point has not been easy you don't Um, yeah you don't walk into it yeah yeah um is i mean i I was in a photography when i was younger i I still remember being in uh sixth seventh grade and just running around with my parents film camera and just 
taking pictures. I just, I don't know what it was. There was just yeah. something about yeah. it and that I really enjoyed. And, um, you know, took, always took photography throughout high school. Um, uh, thankfully my senior year of high school, um, we got a grant and they had a cinematography class, which I like just, I was like, this is, this is amazing. This uh-huh. is what I want to do. Uh, and at the time was like, you know, I, I want to go to Brooks Institute when I was Brooks Institute is in Santa Barbara. Unfortunately, after 71 years, I think finally got dissolved and oh, damn. Is not there, but it was just, it, it was like one of the best schools out there, um, for photography and cinematography. And at the time when I was in high school, I was like, that's where I want to go. I was yeah. like, this is just so fun. And, uh, especially being one who just kicked and screamed all the way through school. It just was not for me. Yeah. So something that I really liked to do, um, got me excited about it. Uh, so I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is where I'm going to go for college and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, then come graduation, my dad having his own construction company is like, I'm going to pay you 20 bucks an hour. If you come work construction, I was like, sold. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, being, being 18 and graduating high school and making 20 bucks an hour, basically under the table millionaire, you're a millionaire and having no responsibility, no bills, no nothing, you know, um, it was, was great. So yeah, long did construction for years, Uh didn't, you know, went to community college, didn't end up going to Brooks, um, and then got into an entirely different career for a little bit. Um, so several years after that, still found myself not not doing photography professionally, getting paid for it. Yeah. Uh, but got out of a, a career, and which kind of put me in a position. It was like, okay, what am I doing now? What am I? I'm not. I'm not. I'm basically at a crossroad. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, what? What can I do? And, um, I was just put in a position where it was like, you know, you pursue photography seriously, you, you love it. Um, and I was just in a spot where I was like, okay, you know, let me, let me try. Do or die. Um, and that was no easy task though. Um, you know, and I, I remember so many people kind of almost being, I, I remember, I don't remember who it was. I just remember somebody uttering the words and they're like, don't ever try to take your hobby and try to turn it into a profession or something along the lines of that. Um, that don't try to cut those people out of your life. They're cancer. They're cancer. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I think they were, you know, looking back, I, I can only assume they were trying to say that the joy that you're getting out of your hobby is there. And when you try to turn it into a career where the stresses of business and money yeah. and bills come into play, you lose that sure. that excitement. And so I, I get that to a point, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, I just, I love doing it and yeah. I was just like, but yeah, I, I have yet to be like, you know, even when I was just starting out and I was starting to work for a few magazines doing editorials, it wasn't great money, but yeah. I was like, but look, I just went out and, and photographed this and, and I made money. money. This is awesome. Yeah, know? that's and, that's the alchemical gold. That's sorry, keep yeah. going. I'm interrupting. Keep going. No, 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 no. no. Um, but yeah, I mean, it. I just did that for. I mean, it was hard and it was rough and it mm-hmm. took a long time. And I, there were plenty of times where I was like, 
all right, I got to stop. Like this isn't working out, yeah. you know, it's, it's just too hard. And, um, and then still as time went on too, it was just more technology was coming out. Prices of gear was going down. It was putting it in the hands of the consumer a lot mm-hmm. more meaning, which is great. I think it's awesome. But what that, what that did was saturated the market. Um, people, more people started discovering photography and could do it with some great gear and those who were talented even from an early age could now start producing some awesome stuff and what that does is it you know it floods the market and then prices which just in general in photography are all over the place because there's no there's no set there's no bar on what people charge you know Mm -hmm. so you can get people that do it from free to insanely expensive and for everything in between you have clients that are saying well look this person does this Uh for this much this person's doing it for this much i like their stuff so why wouldn't i go for this dirt cheap job you know and so there's that but that's a whole nother rabbit hole to go down but um ultimately i did get to plenty of spots where i was like this is too hard i can't do it anymore um but my, it was my dad who said something years ago that always stuck with me um, when he was like, you need to just stick with it. I know it's hard, but he he was doing uh, a lot of video stuff back in the day and loved it, but got to that same part, that same kind of place and was like, I got to do this and got yeah. back into his old career. Yeah. Stability and all that, and I, I totally <clears throat> understand. But he was like, could you imagine where I'd be now 15 years ago, if I would have stuck with this 15 yes, years from yes. now, where I would be and what I would be doing. Yes. And I just remember that always stuck with me and I was like, okay, just keep going. Just the time if you keep pass. going, you know, something, it may take a long time, but something's got to give. And, um, and it finally did. It was just got a little bit of, uh, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Doors started opening, you know, okay. got a little bit of work here, okay, and, and, and it just kind of snowballed oh. and um, to the point where I was like, all right, now up until today, I'm doing a full time, and you know, and, uh, and that's still that's still hard. And yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's a difficult industry, but um, that's the long-winded. No, no, dude, no, please, no, that, that, was, that was amazing. That, it's giving me like butterflies. It makes me so excited to hear that. It, what was that, what was that like when doors started opening and it, and it, it starts to like it's almost i feel like it's almost like that feeling when you're like you know you start falling in love and you're like kind of scared because you're like is this too good this is too good am i about to have my heart just like sliced out by some ice queen Mm -hmm. or did i just find my like best friend yeah is yeah at what point where you're like oh shit doors are opening doors are opening did you you, like freak out or you just like stay cool just keep going or am i just am i just crazy and like you didn't uh, think any of this (laughs) Now, for me, it's uh, uh, fear is what I think has a huge hand. That's always been kind of a a motivation. Um, So I think taking that fear, if a door opens and you get an opportunity to do something, and it's it's a mix of wanting that feeling and keeping that going, um, the excitement of, okay, now now I've put more money in my pocket because I've done what I'm, I'm loving to do. Um, and the fear that it's all just going to go away, yeah, you know, yeah. I think that fear, um, 
you know, when you talk about that kind of snowball effect, I think it just ramps it up even more because the high that you get from, okay, the store open, I got this great opportunity. Um, you just want to capitalize on yeah. that and you have to, especially, especially Can't when you're doing it. freelance. I Can't mean, let it die. yeah, you've got to, you've got to keep fanning those flames to keep whatever was going. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, a. I always reflect back on where I started out and where I am now. Mm-hmm. And it's that excitement, you know, think back years ago when I was giving up and now I look at where I am now and I'm just like, man, I'm so glad I stuck yeah. with that as hard as it was, you know, yeah. but you know, there's tons of cliches you can say yeah, about, no, you know, it's, it's... when stuff is hard, it, it pays off. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's just a, a killer feeling. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know how to what to compare it to, except it is just kind of one of those. It's it's an addiction. It's that yeah. that those endorphins that you get. Yeah, whatever addiction is, but this one is is you know good kind one. of artistic based and and uh, yeah, I mean it's it's a blast. I'm always mean, yeah, you can't fake. I mean, I can see it on your face. You 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 look like you. If you didn't enjoy what you were doing, you wouldn't do this podcast. You'd be like, dude, what 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 do you need? Who are you? Why are you? Why are you? You know. It's, instead, it's like, yeah, bro, let's go. Like, let's do it, man. And yeah, it's, I, yeah. I just, I love, I love talking about it. It's, it's, you know, what makes me happy. And yeah. Just love talking to people too, and, yeah. and just, it's it, an experience. You yeah, know, everything's an experience. No, I, but I think you you nailed it. It's it's like, imagine where I would be. It's what your father said. Where I would be if I'd stuck with it. And that's, that's, I mean, that was the, that was the mindset that really, you know, got me to get into medical school was I was always a terrible student. And then like, you know, after like a terrible freshman year, I was like, dude, I gotta start studying. And it was first, it's the fear. Yeah. You know, like you said, the fear yeah. is, so Hunter S. Thompson said, he's like, you know, fear is a great motivator, but he's like, you know, keep it in, he said, keep it in front of you. Cause it's a wild animal. He said, use it mm-hmm. to pull you almost like it's a, like a horse or something, or, you know, like a sure. sleigh. But he's like, keep it in front of yeah. you so you can kill it. Because <laughs> he's like, it will turn on you. But he's like, fear is a good sure. thing. And no, and I do believe that. Yeah. There's nothing quite like fear to focus you. Nothing's going to get you to study genetics and organic chemistry through the night. Like, you don't do it because you're like, I want to be a doctor one day. When you it's finals week and you're going on like your eighth night of like three hours of sleep, you're not like, yeah. I want to be a doctor. And that's why I'm going to study an anti-immersion or organic chemistry. You're like, shit, I'm going to fail. I'm going to fail. All those Asian yeah. kids, they're going to get in because I know my friend, literally my friend Sung Yup. I know he's studying. I know he's going to get shit, shit, shit. And it's, yeah. yeah, it's, but that drives you. And then also it's like the first semester where I got A's. For like the first time in my life, I got straight A's. And it was like, I didn't even yeah. like the classes, but it's like what you said. It was like a sort of high. Where I was like, oh my God, I got A's. And it was it was a combination of I want to keep this going and I never I never want to go back. Like I don't want yeah. to go back. I can't yes. go back. Yeah. And uh-huh. it and then to pull in what your dad said, where would I be if I just stuck with it? And I remember thinking yeah. the time's going to pass. Like mm-hmm. I'm sitting here and I'm studying and it it seems like, you know, each second is an hour, but I'd blink my eyes and a semester be over. Okay, now I got a 4.0 to throw into my average. I'd blink my yeah. eyes and another semester would be over. Blink mm-hmm. my eyes, I transferred to a better school. Blink my eyes, yeah. I finished with the MCAT. Now blink my eyes, and it's, it's been seven years. And it's like, oh, that's not even yeah. what I want to do anymore. Yeah. But that's kind of like my mind, not that you asked, but that's kind of my mindset with like yeah. podcasting is I'm just like, just stick with it. And I'm like, just sure. stick with it. It's going to, 
like the time is going to pass. And when the time passes, do I want to say, man, I wish I had stuck with it? Or do I want to have the same, the same grin you have? You're like, I stuck with it. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, cause I just always go back to, you know, and it's, it's not perfect, but you know, if you're thinking like, should I do X, Y, or Z, you know, should I do that? And I just always say, well, if you, if you don't do it, it's a no, that's your it's a definitive. No, it's a definitive, no. you know? So, and, and that's one thing that just bothers me when it's something that comes up with work or whatever the case may be or something I want to do. And I'm like, yeah, but, uh, and when you start playing pros and cons uh-huh. and all this stuff and it's like, okay, well, let me just get down to the, the, the most basic level say, okay, well, if I don't do it, it's a definite no, or it's never going to happen yeah. if I don't, but it can at least, even if you try it and whatever it is fails, you at least have the, your conscience off of yourself yeah. to say, okay, well, at least I know that I tried it yeah. and maybe it didn't work, but it's much worse to say I never tried and yeah. oh I wonder because you know how you oh, might would, wander and yeah, say it eats your soul oh, I, I, you know it could have been this or it could have been that you know that whole mentality and that's just not a place to be in it'll no. just drive you nuts um, so it's to me it's much better to to just plow forward yeah. in the unknown and and see what happens than just being like playing it safe and yeah. and, and not doing it but. Yeah. Um, and then I also use that that same thing that my dad was saying too now as motivation to, you know, I think of like, take, you know, for me the last decade, I'm like, really always try to better myself and like, okay, let me, let me look at what I was doing 10 years ago. Let me see what I've learned since then. Yeah. And that's exciting to see progress. And then I just take that same decade and put out in front of me. Hey, cool. I've learned this over the past 10 years. I can only match what yeah. where I'm going to be in the next 10 years, 20 years, whatever the case may be. Yeah. And that's exciting. Um, cause you know, love to learn. I'm never one to say that. All right. I've got everything. I'm finished learning. I'm, Top me off. Done. Yeah. You know, um, that's that. especially in the creative world, you know, it's, there's always something new. There's always something to refine, to get better at. Um, so yeah, that's kind of another piece of the, I guess more of the positive instead of just fear that drives me, yeah. but it's also just, you yeah. know, it's, all right, now, it's, now I'm in a spot to where I can hopefully, you know, have 10, 20 years in this industry and get excited about like, cool, where's yeah. this going to be in, yeah. in that time? For, so. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like the B36, like the like jet engines and propellers. It's like, it's a dual propulsion system. It's like the love and the giddiness. And then like, fear is like a nice like rocket thruster like behind it it's like it's a dual you don't want to rely on one or the other because it it could fail but yeah yeah that's yeah so we're coming up on an hour so i just i got i got like i got one or two more questions to ask i can keep going i don't want to keep you forever i tell every guest that when it gets like an hour i'm like it's it's whatever you want um so where is like where's technology going is that sorry oh no you're fine um (laughs) you're good um go for it where's technology going with just i mean for something like you know my uneducated mind with photography can grasp like higher megapixels or is it just like how are cameras getting better like what how is yeah as someone that's in the industry and you're not just like you know you're getting you're not picking up like the you know the new hot gift for christmas it's like you're going in yeah. you're you're getting this shit that's for photographers yeah. what's 
what's like the future baller camera what's the iphone yeah. 20 of cameras what's what's yeah. is there a, uh, is there a certain kind is there like it's hateable um i think you know i'm not one that's ever ever stuck with you've got to shoot this brand you've got to shoot this camera mm-hmm. uh, it really it just depends on each bit of context of okay what you know i can just talk from my standpoint yeah. of if a client wants x okay well then i'm gonna look at what's gonna be the best camera to be able to do that um now granted i predominantly shoot canon mm-hmm. um for a number of reasons but i'm sponsor of canon there's often <laughs> there's there's often been times where i'll resort to a different camera for a different type of look a different um piece of technology that it has um for a number of many reasons but and again it just comes down to client needs and um you know there's certain cameras that um for aviation for example you know there's plenty of cameras out there that couldn't hack what i need to accomplish um but uh so it just yeah it just really depends on on the context of kind of what a client's looking for what the end result is it's like hey we need a picture of this Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's generic you could basically do it with an iphone and and get the result you need um then there's other stuff where you need something dramatically different um but you know obviously lately mirrorless cameras have been the the big change um with uh still cameras um for the longest time we had dslrs um slrs before digital single lens reflex where you physically had moving parts um now you don't have those moving parts um they're becoming one a lot quieter um if you want to say a lot more reliable maybe in the long run because as we know anything that has a moving part just tends to wear out tends to have a life um to it so mirrorless is becoming popular they're becoming brighter they're becoming less bulky so on and so forth so i think that's i mean that clearly is the way that things are going um i just can't see that who knows how much time it's going to take until dslrs are gone Mm -hmm. uh but not it just seems natural mm-hmm. um and i know some people get really stuck on snobby you know have to <laughs> oh no mirrorless no mirrorless yeah. dslr are the old school way and that's the way to do it but then you go back there's always the there's the beer hipsters of cameras it's like you have you have your people that you know you can say oh dslrs no that's the way to go not mirrorless but then you have people that still shoot film they're like no films the original uh, uh, films this digital is what you know yeah it's just this that i don't think needs to happen Snobs. it's just whatever you're shooting whatever works best for you whatever's going to get you your desired outcome yeah. um go for it yeah whatever meeting that may be um so but yeah i think mirrorless is definitely i mean they're just everyone just keeps up in the ante yeah. um and with i think so many other uh industries that um are in tech in some sort of um way you have it's just blowing up like crazy yeah um i mean iphones for example i mean just 2007 to where we are now 
the amount of stuff that those things can do and just technology in general, how yeah. fast it's, it's progressing. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's going to happen in the, in the photo industry and who knows, maybe in 10 years, mirrorless, we, you know, mirrorless, we're only around Be the only maybe for a thing until we discovered something that's even better. Um, so who knows, but, um, I think, but as of right now, I think everyone's slowly moving over towards mirrorless, um, for a lot of their benefits and they're just, they're only going to get better. You know, I think a lot of people that don't like mirrorless is because there are certain things that they can't do or do as well as certain DSLRs, but it's just a matter of time. Just like with everything else, they'll get that point where it's going to be able to do what these DSLRs are doing. And at that point it's like, okay, well, if it can do that and it's doing what I needed to do, then so be it, you know, but, um, oddly enough though, a lot of the mirrorless cameras that I've at least put my hands on are lighter, are smaller, so on and so forth. But for me, I, I, I don't like shooting with them yet. I'm sure at some point maybe they'll start making, I think it's more of just a, the feeling of it. Okay. Um, Certain mirrorless, they're so small. I feel like a, you know when you're trying yeah. to hold your your iPhone, it's yeah. so thin and yeah. so Doesn't light. That, yeah. that it's not comfortable. Yeah, um, you know with with the the uh, the bigger one um, D bodies of the of Canon's line, um, they're they're big, they're heavy. I get it, but they feel great in my hands. Yeah. Um, it just yeah. feels like an extension of me as yeah. opposed to I'm trying to balance this piece of technology yeah. and hold it in such a way. It just, it feels right and it feels yeah. normal. Um, but by no means, you know, if they came out with a, a, a mirrorless camera that had the same size, the same grips type of stuff, you know, yeah, go for it. But as of right now, everyone's so tiny and small and it's maybe, Maybe that's that, maybe that's what you need to do. It's you need to pioneer like a form of like almost like shell, you can clap on it, you know. Yeah. It'd be like, it'd be like I, there's a guy that did my podcast who's really into cars, and he said like, yeah, in the future, he's like, you're gonna have just like Tesla batteries. He's like, but you're gonna be slapping on like old Mustangs or Hummers or something. Yeah. Maybe that's what you need to do. It, it makes. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, that's that was a good analogy because. Um, the, uh, you look at a lot of um, uh, cinema cameras and stuff like that. You know, you have you have the brain, you have the body, and then it's your it's like this square of, of a camera. And you're by the the person who's not in the industry, like, what is that? That's yeah. not a camera, you know. Yeah. Um, but you you build it out. You add this lens, but you can take it off and you put on something else. You can add this monitor, you can add this battery pack, you can add all these extra little things, um, like the red cameras that are out. You know, you can build those things into monsters. Aren't those or things? you can have a really, really small run and gun type of camera. Um and then with uh uh not to get too techy, no, but the, the new Canon uh C five hundred Mark II, you know, it's it is a body, but there's all these additional things that you can just snap on, snap off, take it on, take it off to really just build exactly what you need. And that's something that, you know, photography could get into to where Canon, Nikon, whoever can come out with their core piece mm-hmm. of a camera 
but then it can be inserted into a certain yeah. body of a blah to be able to kind of to build on that because I mean I just I have big hands so that's yeah. also why I like the one because <laughs> you know, I can I can hold it and it feels like the size of my hand yeah um, but uh, yeah like, I mean who knows I mean the sky's the limit with yeah. with it's not like how people can design stuff and come up with crazy ideas so who knows it's not like Shaq holding a basketball. Exactly. <laughs> holding, exactly. looks like he's holding a tennis ball. Uh-huh. Um, maybe, hey, well, maybe we don't. Maybe I don't need to upload this podcast. Maybe you need to go patent some like shell. <laughs> there's your, there's your. I'll you, throw it. I'll throw it out there to whoever hears that just, and thinks of it and can make it happen. Go for it. Just give me, give me I like two. To... Give me two percent. Just give me two percent sales. That's all. I just want a little bit, man. Just <laughs> kick a little my way. So, yeah. Um. All right, and then so how just because i always have fun going on like the apple website and i'll just like pick random yeah. things and just see how expensive and intricate i can make it because that's yeah. what normal people do and normal people have yeah. friends but no i go on and i'll like the new like mac like or was like mac pro imac pro or i don't even know what yeah. it is but i got one up to like the other day i got one up to like without even accessories i got one up to like sixty seven thousand dollars. it's yeah. insane what is Back on the money's not a problem. What's the craziest camera you can you make for you? What's the most baller? Or or is that is there not anything necessarily particularly crazy like you have what you want or need? Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I'm one of those. It's funny because like the industry that I'm in and the stuff that I shoot with, it. I, I've come to a point to where. I don't want to say I don't geek out about tech and and stuff. I mean, I still love it, but it's funny because at least me, once I have something that works and it's getting the job done, you know, I'll have friends all the time that, hey, uh, you know, I want to get a new camera. Um, what do you think I should get? And the first thing that I think of is I have no idea because <laughs> I like I don't keep there's so many yeah. cameras out there that can do so many things that it's just you know it's it's not like uh i don't know like way back in the day it was like there was like a type of cadillac there was a type of Uh ford you know then they started coming out with more models then there's more models then there's then there's just like so many you're like there's so many different types of of cars from one manufacturer that you can't even keep track and if you've got the one that you like and you drive unless you're just you know like to keep up with that stuff falling out yeah there's no point in keeping up with it um but i tend to obviously when i get in the market for something where i'm like okay like i need i need a camera that can do this that's when i'll start doing my research okay and obviously for friends if they're asking me that i'll go do some research real quick but i'm not i'm not one to just every day i wake up and have to get on uh websites and just see what's the latest greatest technology yeah rumors i do enjoy it but i just um so i don't honestly i don't think there's one one camera out there that's like the unicorn for me where i'm like it would be so awesome to have that camera um because i think for me it, it just comes down to that that feeling like we were talking about earlier if i'm trying to convey a message or i'm trying to convey a feeling through a photo or video or something like that to me it's it's a camera is just another tool Mm -hmm. i'm more focused on the output as Mm -hmm. opposed to 
Um, this one has cool lights on it. This one has that, you know, um, because I, I just always look at people get really bogged down in the weeds with, well, this, this camera, you know, shoots at this and they start rattling off all this, this technology, which is great. It's, it's, it's awesome technology. But at the end of the day, what's, what's the purpose for yeah. the thing you're putting out, you know, and is it going on Instagram? Is it going on your website? Is it going to be a huge ad in a magazine? Whatever the case may be, nobody knows what camera it was shot on. Nobody knows what lens was used. Yeah. All see is that final image and the and the feeling or the message that it conveys to them. So I don't know if that makes sense. No, no, it absolutely just, does. It's but that that's the way I think. It's not. I just don't get. Like I said, I love technology. I just don't really get bogged down. Some more worried about just my final product and and the impact it's going to have for my client or if it's just something I'm throwing on Instagram just for because to me it's like I know how images other people's images make me feel um, it makes me happy it makes mm-hmm. me um, nostalgic over something I just love the feeling that I get from other people's photos so that I hope that something I put out generates the same thing on on the receiving end yeah and to me that's that's like my peak of excitement for photography so i'm more just worried about um yeah that final output than what it's printing out and And to kind of bring it back full circle um with the the post that you saw of that f86 in that video it's funny because that was taken with my iphone and that was actually not even the clearest version I have. The, the original version I had was, is, you know, was clear and crisp. And I think I just like recorded that from my phone from an old story that I had posted on Instagram years ago or last year. And I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. So I just posted Slapped it on screen, it whatever. It's the most liked and watched thing I've put up on my entire Instagram. Well, and it was done with a phone. Is, so, well, that's the one I reached out to you for. Yeah. So, and that's what I mean. So, it just goes to show, like, okay. you know, some, you know, uh, Hasselblad, for example, you know, it wasn't shot with some yeah. $50,000, you know, camera. It wasn't, it was shot with an iPhone. Yeah. And I think it's just one of those things that that video conveyed a, a, a very different thing than most people see um, in a point of view that most people don't get to experience. And go figure, you yeah. know, that's an iPhone, an iPhone video out of all the polished photos uh-huh. and everything that I put up, that's the most liked and most viewed thing that I've put up to date. Yeah. So it's funny how that, and, and it just to me is like the proof in the pudding. It, of, yeah. You can, you know, oh, but I shot this on a Hasselblad. I was like, but they don't know that. Yeah, they, you're right. They don't, <laughs> they just see, they don't I can, know I can that. get a Hasselblad and take a terrible photo. Yeah. I could take, you know, any, any, any camera. Yeah. How, badass it is i could take a anybody could take a terrible photo with yeah. millions of dollars worth of camera equipment you know yeah. um but that you can get somebody with an iphone and take an amazing photo that people are like oh this is like, just that's too it good. that's it you're and right you just see it time and time again so you're right because it's you know with like photo software like i started taking online graphic design courses and we'll use like you know the full-on like you can get a subscription to the school but like It'd be like the newest, most updated, like the bee's knees, like, you know, Photoshop this point, whatever. And like, it's cool. 
all the stuff that I use that I like making, it's on the stuff that I originally downloaded on my iPhone 4 back in 2016. Photoshop Mix, Photoshop Fix, and Photoshop Express. They're free apps yeah. on the on, on the on the on the uh, App Store. That and yeah. even now, even so, it's a baller uh, iPad Pro. Like iPad Pro, yeah. Dude, I use the I use the Photoshop Mix and Fix, and that, that's what I use. Like that's because it's it's almost like the over engineering problem. It's like you have too many tools, or you you know it's yeah. too intricate, and it's like yeah. ultimately no one gives a shit. It's yeah. because well, yeah. and and they can't give a shit because they don't know. They see yeah, the exactly. image, yeah. you know. It's the the I think it's Jason Silver. There's some quote where it's like in like in like the digital age, uh, getting someone it's a stranger's attention span is the new uh is the new oil yeah it's like yeah. that's the goody it's yeah and they don't you know if you're like well i use this camera with this and this and this. someone like me is like i don't give a shit but i'm scrolling through and i see yeah your f86 saber i'm like oh that's cool i want to talk to that guy it's yeah, yeah. it's it's you're I mean, right it's just it, it to me yeah just it's the best tool for the job yeah uh, you know, I always refer to, you know, camera is a tool, you know, a lens uh-huh. is a tool, a, a, a gyro is a tool, a, a drone is a tool. Um, and it's it's just for, you know, people who like cars and know them somewhat, you know, there's, or construction, you know, you can, you can do a job a certain way with certain tools, but sometimes there's just the right tool for that one specific thing. Mm-hmm. And there might be something that, a company makes this specific tool for this specific job. But sometimes in a certain circumstance, you know, the people who designed that tool didn't think about that. Oh, well, this person might be under rafters in a tight spot where they can't reach it. And so that tool they made for that job doesn't work in that context. Mm-hmm. So they have to use this <laughs> archaic, you yeah. know, pry bar to do it. And, but that, that five dollar pry bar worked and yeah. it did the job over the three hundred dollar engineered you know tool that they yeah. built it for, but it did work in that context. So I it, it think that same kind of uh, concept can be applied to a lot of stuff, but in this context with photography and video and stuff, it just just depends on on what uh, client needs, what your purpose is, all that stuff, and just what's going to get the job, what's going to be the best thing yeah. for it, as opposed to getting sucked into brain, brand names and, you know, that, that shiny yeah. new... Yeah, the new, the <laughs> faster, the... It will make yeah. you... The new basketball shoes, they're not going to make you a better yeah. basketball player. Yeah. It's... Um, all right, two two last questions, and then yeah. I'm, I'm actually going to have to get out of here because yeah. my MacBook is I think I could cook an egg on this fucker right now yeah, my, my fans are running yeah yeah, yeah no well, I, I have fans that I use under it but I, I don't use them while I record yeah, so yeah. yeah I this thing I'm starting to look I'm like I was like what was that feeling and I'm like oh that's hot <laughs> um um I was gonna say oh is it Hasselblad is it that's the one they that's the one the astronauts used on the moon yeah, yeah. So that was. Is there uh, a reason for that, or was it just like the best product placement ever? Uh, you know, I, don't quote me on it, but I know that was the. Uh, if I remember correctly, that was what NASA chose to use based on what was available at the time. Um, which I mean, Hasselblad cameras are amazing. Um, they've got a great history, a really iconic history. Um, 
but and again, I could be wrong, but with all my history, but I think at the time with uh, their medium format cameras were just the ones that could get the, the quickest, clearest, you know, it, yeah, see for that job, it was like the best, the fastest. Yeah, the, it's you know, like what, you, it's what you um, said, you're like, you're like in the, sorry to interrupt you. It's, no, go for it. Yeah, yeah. You were like, when you're in the air, you're like, there's a lot of people on the clock, you got fuel, it's multiply that by 10 million you're yeah, on the moon yeah. i think they uh-huh. did the math it came out it was this could be wrong but i think it was something like it's like 10 million dollars per person per hour on the surface of the moon <laughs> ball it a little hardcore wouldn't surprise me you can't yeah. you can't have a camera that well it might work it's like dog yeah you might yeah. die <laughs> like yeah. we, it's gotta work it's gotta be reliable and, yeah. yeah 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 um and then, sorry, I interrupted you. I don't know. I, no, yeah, no. I mean, it was there. Yeah, it was, I, as far as I, I can remember, it, it's uh, yeah, it's just the uh, that camera at the time was like, this is this is gonna do the job. This is gonna, you know, get the job done and make sure we get those photos. Um, you know, back in the film days. You yeah, know, yeah. Make sure that it works. So. Yeah. All right, and and last question is, could. You, would you be able to do some like badass like photography if you got your hands on like an NRO National Reconnaissance Office satellite? You know, some shit that's been classified. Where you know they they just declassified some of the Corona and Keyhole satellites from the sixties. Like they just declassified the technology wow. when JFK was in office. Yeah, they just declassified the Beatles did their first. Uh, show at Shea Stadium in 1964. So that's what was popping off then, and they just... just I'm no. not bullshitting, you just declassified it. Wow. So with God knows what the hell is up there right now... Yeah. Could you do some, like, beautiful photography with that instead of, like, you know, you know, military surveillance, and this is where we're going to do this, and this is where this nuclear power plant's going up? In some idyllic world... Could you take control of those and do some like beautiful photography, or do you think those are so hyper uh, specialized? Um, or do you no, think you I could mean, do some badass I, I think, iPhone uh, wallpapers? I think yeah. I think it just is all dependent on on the a the message you're trying to convey, and then what your subject matter is, you know, and then the audience that's intrigued by that. But um, I mean, you can take that kind of similar. I'm, I'm sure they differ, but you know, you look at something like the Hubble telescope, yeah. you know, and the images that that thing's producing, yeah. it's looking at stuff that's incomprehensible how far it is. Billions but, of light years. You know, yeah. But they're looking at some amazing stuff. Um, well, at least that I think is beautiful and yeah. amazing. But um, yeah, I mean, with some of the satellites that, that are out there and how, you know, being able to read a license plate from space, you know, type of stuff. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you know with with the freedom to take controls of that thing, the stuff you could do. But um, you know, again, it's also uh, the focal length and depth to get technical with it. You know, you could you could zoom in close and take a photo from the air of a license plate, or you could go uh, take a picture. Entertaining, of it. but at the same time, what's if so you just great showed about somebody it? that they'd be like, yeah. oh, what? Were you open a helicopter? Yeah. Oh, they just shot this from space, and they're oh, like, "Oh, okay, okay. Well, that's cool, but yeah. it's 
it's still just a yeah. photo of a license plate or the focal length seems like yeah. it's yeah. from, yeah, it's far, but it's, you know, um, you know, I, I'm sure you could, I'm sure you could have some fun and do something with it, but, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, even, even just satellite photography, looking down at the earth, you know, um, I've got, I've got a handful of stuff on like my Instagram because obviously I'm up in the air a lot. So, um, when there's downtime and we're flying back or flying somewhere far, you know, I'm always trying to look at something neat from up above and, you know, you get some neat, neat stuff and you can start making the earth look a little abstract and there's people that I can do it way, way better than I do. But, um, yeah, I figured with a, uh, a satellite that could have that amount of power, I'm sure you could still do something crazy with it. Something yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think the NRO gave, nasa a couple satellites in like the late 2000s and it was like it's far like better than hubble it's just like we you guys can just turn them around now yeah (laughs) we use what you have like something like yeah hubble is like yeah that's like we've had that shit forever it's they just let they're like it's basically it's like nasa can you can i think and i could be sensationalizing it and frankly i don't care if i am but like if something like like nasa was like amped about these like they just got these things that are they can save so much money on their budget because they don't have to buy these top of the line things and it was like some shit it was literally like some shit in a warehouse and the nro was like yeah yeah i don't know if it's a political favor they're like yeah you, you guys can have them like yeah take out some sensitive like national security but yeah you can yeah. have and they're like this is sick and they're like oh shit you know we fucking yeah. we rolled those back there and turned vietnam like <laughs> crazy yeah yeah um but yeah, no, no, you need to go. But uh, the um, yeah, there's no, keep, a lot of keep stuff. Talk, and, keep talking. I just I don't want my my laptop to start melting. Yeah, I'm fine. There's a, I mean, there's a lot of stuff in the aviation world too um, with the technology for um, video and stuff with uh, gyros, like um, like uh, a company called Shotover. They make a, um, an amazing gyro that can be mounted on pretty much anything at this point um, if you have the money to get one but um they've been putting out some over the past few years been putting out some amazing stuff that's just never been done before where they've got one mounted to other aircraft so typically you see a news chopper a news helicopter and they have that spherical gyro on the bottom so they can look at whatever they're they're taking that they've refined it made it even better but now they can use that on virtually anything they've they've put them on cars they've put them on now they even have one on a few jets so um they've engineered them to be able to withstand the speed the um, everything that comes with that um but they're able to get some footage now that's just never been seen and they're really pushing uh that type of cinematography and it's just dead steady with all their technology on top of the types of lenses they're using um, with long focal lengths. So they've been able to shoot stuff from these crazy vantage points and get down and follow a plane that's doing several hundred miles an hour close to the ground, and it's just uh-huh. dead steady. And unlike, you know, some of the news helicopters, they can zoom down pretty far, but, you know, you'll see you'll see the bumping around a little, a little bit. Um, but, I mean, these things are just... And it almost seems fake because, you're A, you're not used to seeing that vantage point, and then you're not you expect it to be moving and vibrating because it's it's so far but yeah they've been they've been pushing that so um yeah a lot of companies have been jumping on board with that commercial stuff yeah 
you know, using that. And it's, it's beautiful footage, just beautiful footage. You should, um, you should read, I talked about it. Just, I had a guy that, uh, that operated the video cameras on a, an MQ one predator and MQ nine Reaper a couple of wow. days ago. Nice. And it sounds a lot. It's, it, it was really cool, but he's like, he was also, he was my older brother's friend. So it wasn't like, I just, you know, like landed this interview is, is you there you froze. Oh, there you are. Um, but there, there's a program called, um, he worked on it and I, I read a book, not read, listened on audible last year. Hey, audible sponsored me, but it's called, uh, rise of the eye in this. What was it? No, eye in the sky rise of the Gorgon stare. And it kind of sounds what you're talking about, but it's something they've started putting on, on drones. And they talked about the soda straw problem. And it's, if you're doing surveillance of, you know, let's say you're following a militant group in Iraq and you're way up there and you got this, you know, 40 megapixel, I think some of the ones they're using were gigapixels. But when you zoom in on, you know, whatever truck with whatever guy and an IED on it, okay, cool, we got them, we're following them, but now we can't see anything else in the entire city. We can't see whatever Baghdad, Ramadi, wherever the hell you are. Yeah. So they, they, it's called, so they started adding multiple soda straws. And the soda straws, you're looking through the thing, you can't see anything else. Yeah. So they created Gorgon Stare. And Gorgon Stare, it, it captures the entire city from a certain height with, I believe, a gigapixel video camera. Mm-hmm. And it can yeah. have up to 40 individual soda straws. And wow. so you can have this one drone. Up, obviously, it's a drone. You don't need to have crew on it. So you can have up to 40 different drone operators, if you will, on, on the ground, each following independent targets miles apart, Jeez. all while you're still, but you're still capturing the whole thing. Yeah. So at any yeah. point, you can go, hey, wait, we need to see what happened over there. But a cool thing about it is. It's not like the news chopper where you can be up and you're 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 orbiting or whatever you're going around the house and but the you know the thing that the house is moving you're seeing the different view of everything. They describe yeah. this as looking you're just looking at it like it's Google Earth, and when you zoom in, they say it's like looking at a petri dish of water or of pond water. All yeah. of a sudden, you start to see their stuff moving. You're like, oh, this isn't an image, but yeah. everything yeah. stays still. So yeah. it's unlike normal aerial surveillance while it's moving. You can have this entire image of, it's almost like you said with the the really tall tree. It's a Hyperion. Is that the name of it? The tree. It's where it's multiple images taken, and so it you know looks like one big picture. But they say it's so high up, and it can stay in such a a holding pattern that the ground seemingly doesn't move. The only mm-hmm. thing that moves are the people. So it's basically like looking at Google Earth, but you can see people getting out and moving and what. Yeah. And the weird thing is, is like they described it as, you know, when there's like a heist and the bad guys do the bad thing or, you know, more realistically, they're setting off and they're planning an IED on a roadside for a U.S. Marine convoy to hit. There's always the plan to to execute the plan. And then there's there's and then everyone, hey, we're going to take different different escape plans. They can't track all of us. But they said no one ever has a pre-plan. And that's what the Gorgon stare is for, is it will record this shit. It's not like, hey, we got a bad guy, we got to track him. No, it, it will just stay up there for one, mm-hmm. two, three, eight days, nine days, just going yeah. around. And so this thing goes down, and maybe we couldn't have, maybe you didn't prevent it. But what you can do is rewind it. You can just, they each walked out of their house that morning, you know, and it's like, that's where that guy lives. Gotcha. And they can, that's some 
that's I don't know what the point of me telling you that was, but that it sounds like that's what you're talking about. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm gonna I'll, I'll send you a link to the book. It's right. dude, it's like an eight hour listen, but I think you would really enjoy it because some of the shit is just it's crazy. It's it's, it's cool. they're talking about tracking like thousands of people for days. Crazy. Yeah, it's well, it's eerie, dude. Yeah. Thank you very much for doing my podcast. And hey, yeah, man, man, you absolutely. are dude. You are and. I say this to a lot of people and I don't want people to start thinking it's a formality because there are some guests I don't say it to, but you are, you are always welcome back on you. Anytime you want to come on and just chat or just, you know, this new badass thing happened or whatever, dude, shoot me an email, shoot me a text. You're more than welcome to come back on. It's, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And like I said, if I didn't enjoy it, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do a nice formality. I'd be like, all right, thanks for coming on, Doug. Like you, I gotta yeah, get out of here. No, I, dude. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, and thoroughly I really enjoyed talking. The kind words on Reddit and uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, for even finding me interesting enough to, to bring on. So, dude, no, I, I fucking loved it. I love because I, I get I get this like crash course that like you know Wikipedia is great because you can go learn what you want to learn. Sure. But to me, it's even better when I can like talk to someone because it's Absolutely. like you yeah. do all of this. It's like, yeah. and I I just leave and I'm like. And now, you know, like I got an idea of photography that like I could never get just scanning around and that I would yeah. never go out of my way to get. But because yeah. I can yeah. I can like, extract it from you, it's like, oh, that was cool as shit. And yeah, yeah. Cool. no, dude. So I don't understand well, photography. It's so so I, <laughs> a lot of learning when you're not having to rumble, you know, fumble around on, on the Internet trying to find something. When yeah, you just talk to somebody. Exactly. You get so much it's, more it's, done, so yeah. It's and that's. And that's and that's kind of what I you know I hope people find value in this podcast for is like I like that I like that I can just I talked to a guy who's in Israeli special forces the other day it's just like yeah. where yeah, else can you get that. this information like yeah no but and you know just coming back to what I was saying earlier you know is is I think it's great you're doing it because there's so many people I've so many people that I've I've come in contact with they're like oh I want to start a podcast I want to do this I want to do that. And I just always I'm like, well, if you if you don't do it, it's a no. Yeah. So the fact that you're right. doing it, good on you. Thanks, man. You know, I, just keep and going. And just I, see where it leads. I've been telling myself I'll do it since 2015, and finally is December last year, and I was just like, you know what? I literally what your dad. I was thinking like, if I had started this in 2015, I'd probably be making money off it by now. And I was just like, oh well, how long is it? And I was like, dude, just start. So I literally text my friend. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, nothing. I was like, do you, want, do you want to do a podcast? He was like, sure. And I was like, okay, yeah. well, let's do it. So yeah, that's and it's just it's yeah, it's just that snowball effect, and just the more people you meet, the more stuff you learn, yeah. you research yeah. this, you, you know, you just keep running into more people, learning yeah. more stuff. And Hell yeah, opportunities keep presenting themselves. So. Hell yeah, man. And hey, dude, thank you for the 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 sort of career motivation, spiritual guru <laughs> wisdom you yeah. had. I I. I, I it, Nine, 99 out of 100 people you you meet are more of the what are you doing dude you're 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 chasing something that's not real and then every once in a while there's a positive person but it's like a positive person that hasn't exactly succeeded so it's like how much is there how much do the words weigh yeah. here you are and like this is your job and you're like yeah stick with it to me like that that is something invaluable and i i truly do appreciate that 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 gets me going. That's I'm like okay. I'm like okay. I'm not. I'm not crazy. Well, I am crazy, but it's like maybe if I'm crazy just enough. Like we all, yeah, yeah, we all are. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, appreciate it, man. Hey, man. Always welcome back on. You do whatever. It's 
I don't really know what else to, de- what else to say, man. Thank you very much. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna edit the audio. I always when I say edit the audio, I put it in iMovie and I hit auto. It, it makes it it sounds sounds much better. <laughs> but um, I guess the job done. Yeah, it, it it the internet's terrible here, so it's gonna take most of the night to upload. But I'll send you a link when it's up. Yeah, please and, do. Uh, yeah, man. Seriously, please come awesome. back. Please come back on. We'll do it. All right, dog. Thank you very much. Yeah. Take Talk care. See ya. Bye bye.